0: Plushcare.com/slash/weight-loss. I always try and start conversation with you right before we start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <but so. laughs> Walking Blind is hosted by overly emotional dudes who overthink and overanalyze everything. Nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. They're not professionals, and they're about to make that very clear. So just kick back and hang with them, as you've earned it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Walking Blind podcast. This is episode 30. Nine. Nine. 39. This is a, this is a, a almost a stepping stone, almost a milestone. I'm Mike. This is also Mike, and uh, we're basically here to tell you, let's normalize checking in on the homies. That's our, that's our new slogan.
1: That's our, our new
0: slogan. We're gonna ride with it. Normalize checking in on the homies, because uh, I feel like that's what this show is all about. Yeah. You know. Um, <clears throat> that being said. Uh, we should probably jump into our mental health just check. Into
1: the mental health check. Yeah. So the idea of our mental health checks is basically all what what our statement is. Just we just check in, and um, you know we find that just talking about your week kind of can tell you a lot of where you're at mentally. <laughs> uh, you know, we've had if you've, if you've been following our show, we've had a lot of a lot of ups and downs yeah a lot of a lot of ups and downs
0: it's a it's definitely uh our lives are a lot more of a roller coaster ride than you would actually think and when you really sit back and look at it in a big picture like we don't do a
1: lot (laughs) but we we do we do but we don't we do we don't like i've had this conversation with different people when they'll ask like hey what do you have going on and i'm like oh nothing oh wait uh oh uh actually i'm gonna go see my i'm gonna see a friend's band play and, and then on Saturdays is a friend of mine's birthday. I'm probably gonna go hang out with him. And then uh, Sunday, probably not. Can, oh, Sunday I'm gonna do this with my family. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't do much, but like, I do a lot of little things. I feel like we both do like a lot of little things. Yeah,
0: yeah. <clears throat> and and I think it's it, it's kind of crazy to think that when we first started this show, like we we had been you know doing this whole little like let's meet up for Sat- Saturday morning coffee like therapy thing. Uh, where we just kind of hang out and just talk about everything going on, like, as as men, as emotional Fends men. As men. Um, <clears throat> but then uh, it it just kind of became something bigger. Um, but also, like, right around the time that this show started is when, like, things kind of started picking up for Burner State, picking up for Torture Culture. Yeah. Um, like, we just, we kind of jumped right back into the music scene right around the time when we started this show. Sure. Um, and I, <clears throat> I remember clearly telling you to come to a show at Rockefeller's and you not even knowing it was a show and showing up in a
1: bright red polo. And (laughs) I just like gone into like a nice, I don't know for the occasion was, but dinner with my family. Yeah. And then
0: then uh, since then, like we've just kind of jumped back into like, like every back then everybody was so shocked to see us like show face again at a show. And now Mm. they're like, what's up guys? And we're like, Hey, what's up, man? You know? Yeah. We're back, back. We're back. Yeah. We're back, baby. Um, but yeah, so the the uh, idea of the mental health check is pretty much to check in. And then, you know what? Like, another thing I want to see is every week, even if it's just one person who's listening, give us your mental health check, yeah. right? Walkingblindpod at gmail.com, walkingblindpod.com, or walkingblindpodcast.com. Both of you, both of those will take you to our site. Yeah. Um, also, make sure that you guys are checking out our. Uh, link tree like on the Instagram because you can go to the OnlyFans uh <laughs> you know and things like that so <clears throat> we've got we've got a lot of stuff going on and I was uh, kind of giving Mike an update before we started recording a lot of the cool shit that we've yeah. been talking about like it's here. it's here it's here guys it's here so um <clears throat> yeah we uh we're gonna be bringing on some homies to help us out with this show kind of make it bigger and better and uh you know, we're like, we're going, we're, we're diving all in, mm-hmm. you know, we've been kind of just chilling lately, just, you know, get together and talk, but we're going to, we're going to make this show look as, look and feel and sound as cool as possible. So <clears throat> there's a lot of, like we said, cool things well, in the works. Thanks cool. Coming.
1: Let's jump into the mental health check. How are you doing, man? How was your weekend? All right. Um, Ben, let me feel, I feel like I'm doing, I feel like I'm doing well. I feel like, uh, I think a lot of it has, has had to do with just like, you know, the whole act, I've been exercising daily which is always helpful and then um the uh I don't even want to I hate I don't want to call it a diet cuz I hate I hate the thought of like it being a diet
0: you just change your eating habits change
1: I've changed my <clears throat> eating habits for sure and um you know like I've my the thing for me is I try to think of like I'm trying to be really hard on not doing sugar like that's yeah. like the big one for me and then along with that I've been doing keto but I've been pretty I've been pretty like half ass on it like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Like I'm, I feel, I feel like when I'm, um, like, like for any, like sushi or the day we had all the, we had like friends over we were barbecuing. I was like, you know, what, I'm going to, I'll break for this. But for the most part, it's been pretty easy for me to like stick to it when I do it. But then like, if something's coming up or like we're out going out to eat or with family, you're not going to let it stop you. From yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's good though. Like that's, I think when it comes to
0: like, you know the word diet and stuff um <clears throat> this conversation happens actually a lot more in this household than i'd like to admit but like the word diet always sounds like a temporary thing right right like it just sounds like oh i'm just doing this for a short period of time to get to where i need to be and then that's that you know um <clears throat> but i think that it just needs to be like an overall like just lifestyle change in general yeah. um <clears throat> and from what i've seen you've been you're pretty consistent like you've lost some weight you look good yeah getting into those those larges again yeah Um, i was talking to Rawl about um getting some liquid death merch and he was like yeah you know there's a merch order coming what sizes are you guys and i'm like well i'm you know rocking the xls and i go mike is in that in between (laughs) between the large and the xls and he wants to lean more towards the larges and Rawls like, so would the large be like the you know motivating factor here? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. Yeah, you know, so. are <clears throat> gonna actually- rock the rock the larges. Um, I'm gonna, st- I kind of, I've been, I was wearing the slim stuff for so long that it just feels so free to be in the XLs lately. Yeah, that I'm like,
1: mm, I'm gonna stick to the XLs.
0: I'm still gonna work out, but gonna, the XLs are
1: comfy. Yeah, all my work shirts are XLs and they're comfy. Like I yeah. like that. So actually, when I'm okay, so this shirt. Conviction, I can see it. it's a Conviction, convictions convictions yeah. t shirt and uh this was like i um this sh- this show uh was the like pretty much the beginning of like my start of all this stuff um and so I remember at that show when i bought I bought merch from them and I bought merch <clears> from <throat> earth Crunches, and uh when they asked I was like, large <laughs> <laughs> I was like yeah i'll do large um, knowing that, knowing full well, I couldn't fit in them at that moment, but I was like, I'm going to, and so here I am. And, um, yeah, so I think, you know, I, I, I don't know. I feel like, uh, like you said, I don't, I don't want this just to be like a temporary thing. I feel, I kind of like the concept of this and I liked the, the fact that, um, if when I do, you know, like whatever cheat on my diet and what it what is, I feel like it'll just be like that much more exciting and yeah. mean that much more, you know, um, it's like, yeah, it's made things, like, uh, like for instance, like when we had Chris and Jesse and everyone over, and you barbecued and stuff. I was like, I'm gonna have, i don't have a burger. I'll have chips. Yeah, I'll have chips, uh, and I'll have. No, was, and Mike, Mike had some dude, chips. I went so hard <laughs> on the chips. I probably went harder on the chips than anything. Think, yeah, over, yeah, you just missed them so much, dude. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it's been it's been nice. And then the other weird thing that I've been. Like crazy consistent on has been my jump rope, man. And uh, I'm I I wish I could report that like I'm getting better at it, but like, dude, I'm so bad. You're like, but my shins would say otherwise. Dude, you know, it's or my your feet? toes, dude. It's my toes. I keep using my freaking toes on this thing. And my yeah the shoes I wear. I think I just need better shoes. But um, yeah. So mentally, I feel like I've been good, man. Um, there's I feel like a lot of stuff that's been happening with this uh the podcast. I feel like is really. It's, it's been helping, it's been changing my, my, my thinking, um, about things. And, uh, yeah, I feel I'm excited for what's coming. Um, I'm excited for like that work ahead. Cause there's a lot of work ahead, I feel. Yeah. And, um, and so it's just been, so all that has been very good for, good for me mentally. And I feel like, uh, you know, the exercise stuff has been, has been good too. And I'm, I'm slowly, I actually I need to pick it up. And I, I'm slowly starting to get back into like having to like get ready for the shows. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm in the same boat as you. Um, I think that as far as the show goes, like, uh, with next week being episode 40, um, I think we should jump back on the live again and mm-hmm. do another, like, let's get on the live, like, an hour before the show okay. and just field like a bunch of questions. Like let's get some questions get just some community, like, yeah. community topics. And we'll do like a traditional walking blind, you know, questions episode for episode 40. Cool. Um, and I mean like there could be some cool stuff to talk about because I don't, as, as messed up as it sounds, I don't know if we've talked about like the official announcement about the Pacific Northwest shows. Did we, did we talk about it? I don't think so. So, we, we'll we'll jump in a little more into that, and then like kind of what's been going on there. Um, we, we can talk a little more about like the EP and like some merch and stuff that we have planned for The Walking Blind. Yeah. Um, we'll get into that you know a little bit down the road in this episode, but I think definitely episode forty, we should do a listener a listener episode. Cool, you know.
1: Yeah. yeah. So um, we'll jump into that.
0: Down, down. Um, where are you where are you at? So <clears throat> some of you guys may notice my voice is a little messed up and as much as I would like to say that this is from practicing and getting ready for shows (laughs) uh so let me I'm gonna paint a picture for you and I I don't think I told you like the whole story about what happened I saw you the day before right so this week on on Tuesday um, I had taken some time off for some family stuff and then like Tuesday night my stomach started hurting Um, and then I was just thinking like everything under the sun. Like, was it the burgers and barbecue that we had had like mm-hmm. a couple of nights before? Like, you know, uh,
1: was it, um, and, ceviche. It, and you had mentioned discomfort. I feel like a week ago almost. Right. But for sure on Monday mm-hmm. night, cause I was, that's when I was like, it was a pinch. Yeah.
0: So, um, but like, well, I guess I had, I had been feeling like super, super bloated. Mm. Like, and I had felt like I could see it. Like, I know I had gained weight, but I felt it like all the way up, here and Mm. just like bloated. And I was, and then, so anyways, um, you know, Tuesday rolls around Tuesday night. I was like, I was laying on the couch, just like in pain, um, uh, crime. I got home from work and she's like, are you okay? I was like, my stomach is just, and then I felt really bad for her because she made ceviche, but she was like, Hey, grab some shrimp and, you know, I'm going to make you real ceviche that way you don't have to eat the vegan shrimp, which vegan shrimp is fucking weird, by the way. So like we had real sweet and I was like, this is fire. It's so good. But then my stomach was hurting. She's yeah. like, it was me. I killed him. And I was like, so it was that was whatever. <laughs> the next day I called off of work on that Wednesday because I was like, I don't feel good. Like I just I, I thought maybe I'm just tired and didn't sleep enough. This is stress. Like we've had a lot going on, mm-hmm. a lot of like shit, like a lot of wheels turning. So I thought that everything was just getting to me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm gonna take the day off. And then like all throughout the day, I just had the same, like, you, you know, like the best way to explain it, like when you're drinking and then you eat fast food and then you feel that like, I'm either gonna throw up or I'm gonna have diarrhea mm-hmm. or both and it's that pain <laughs> all in your stomach. Yeah. That's what it felt like mm. all day and i was like this sucks and so the next day i took the next day off it was there the pain was still there but it had all moved down to like the lower part of like my abdomen and that's when i took that day off and i was like i'm gonna get a lot of stuff done but i can't stay home and do it because elliot's here like there's Mm -hmm. gonna be a bunch of shit so i went to daily brew yep i was working on a bunch of stuff you were working and then um like that whole day, like I ate just fine. Like I never had like nausea, like stomach issues. It's just pain. And then all day, it felt like that. And then when I woke up Thursday morning, I was like, something's wrong. It never lasts this long. Mm. I'm going to go to urgent care. So I called off work and I drove myself to urgent care. And I'm co-walking in and they're like, oh, what can we see? You know, I mean, my stomach's been messed up. It's just like a sharp pain, especially when I stand up or I move. Excuse me. And they're like, okay. So they pull me back and they triage me and then they take me to the back. And then the resident that's there at urgent care was like, what you're explaining sounds like appendicitis, but you're in a gray area because most people that come here that have appendicitis are like doubled over in pain and they're like miserable and they're like you look awfully chill You're
1: like you don't know my life and
0: i was like (laughs) i was like well i mean like and they were like you know so like then starts the train of doctors all pushing on my stomach to see where it hurts and i'm like ah right there so then they're like okay so we're gonna give you um uh take blood work and then we're gonna do a ct scan Mm -hmm. okay cool so first they try to draw blood like through the side of my arm it's weird and the lady like goes to draw blood. She's like, man, you have really good veins. And then she like basically taps into the vein. And then she's like, nothing's coming out. There's no blood coming out. I was like, am I dead? dead. <laughs> she's like, this is so weird. Like, cause it's like, like you have really good, like you have really good veins. I can't get anything out. I was like, okay. So then they put it in my hand, right? Ooh. So they put it in the top of my hand and then they drew blood from my hand and then they capped it. And they're like, well, we're probably gonna give you an IV. So we'll just leave it. Hmm. Now, let me preface this also. It's 8.30 in the morning. I hadn't eaten shit since 7 p.m. the night before. My thought was, I'm going to go to urgent care, get some medicine, figure out what this is. Maybe it's some weird gas. And I'm going to go get breakfast. (laughs) I'm going to get coffee and breakfast, right? So then they're like, um, we're waiting on the blood work, but we're going to get a CT scan going just in case. Okay, cool. So they order a CT scan. I'm there for a couple hours, and they pull me in for the CT scan. Then the guy's like giving me all these weird explanations. He's like, you're going to put your arms above your head. Then we're going to inject iodine into your system. He's like, you've never had it before. It's going to feel weird. You're going to feel like you know, like a metallic taste. Your arm's going to feel cold. Then your groin is going to get really hot. It's normal. Don't worry about it. And I was like, okay. And then there, the, Because it was like my abdomen, they're like, Does your, do your shorts have metal? And They have the zippers on the side. I was like, yeah. He goes, you have to pull those bad boys down to your ankles. I was like, all right. So I pull my shorts down to my ankles and I'm in this
1: <laughs> fucking CT scan. Um,
0: and then I go back, I go back to the bed and uh, now like one thing that a lot of people don't know about me is I don't like attention, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know that because we're playing a band and you're the fucking lead singer mm-hmm. and shit like that, that like, but I don't like people focusing on me. Yeah. The music thing is it is what it is. Anything outside of that, I'm like, just leave me alone. So, <clears throat> Doctor comes back over after like another hour. Your blood work came back. You do have an infection in your appendix. Uh, you have acute appendicitis. We have to transfer you over to the emergency room so that you can get a consult for surgery today. Ooh. And I go, okay, and they're like, so yeah, we're gonna uh, transfer you over, sign you out. You know, you'll, you'll talk to an ACS surgeon, an acute care surgeon, I'm like, okay, cool. Do I just drive over there? Or they're like, no. You have appendicitis. You can't go driving places. I'm like, it's a half mile away. My car's here. Okay. And they're like, we're going to transfer you. And I go, okay. Dude, the ambulance pulls up. These two pretty handsome, young, <laughs> tattooed buff dudes walk in. They're like, this is the patient or whatever. They bring a fucking gurney. And I was like, what? yo, I could walk, right? And they're mm-hmm. like, Protocol, we have to put you in the, the gurney. We'll at least sit you up. And then, so like, like can you want me at least carry me? I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so then I get in this gurney and they like strap me down, like around my ankles, <laughs> around my knees, like around my waist. And they're real jumps around my waist because that's where, mm-hmm. you know. And then um, they roll me out and I'm just like, all the nurses are like, bye. And I'm like, <laughs> later, everybody. And they just like wheel me out, put me in an ambulance, lock me in. And then one of the dudes goes, Did you request? to be picked up by ambulance i go no i was like my car's right there i could drive right there it's a half they're both, mile they're
1: both like you know it's like a half mile away. yeah
0: and dude's like dude's like well it's i mean we don't always get these calls but for transport you know we we just have to follow protocol i'm like all right
1: cool <laughs> so you like shit <laughs> so
0: then they're fucking like taking my vitals again and they're asking me all these questions and they're like asking all the shit that goes with appendicitis like you have nausea vomiting like diarrhea like and i'm like no no. You're like, not an abnormal no. amount of diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> just a regular amount of diarrhea that everybody has daily. Um, <laughs> and then so the guy's like, so we're really just transferring you because you have appendicitis. And I go, I'm just here for the ride, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just here for the ride. Literally. So then they drive me the half mile across the street <laughs> and they drop me off in the ER. They wheel me in a gurney in the ER. Right. Then they come, they put a cuff on you and they check your vitals. Then they just leave the cuff on your arm because apparently it's your cuff now. It goes with you wherever What's you go. What's a cuff? The blood pressure cuff.
1: Oh, okay. So
0: now I have a, a IV in my hand. Can the needle. Yeah. Oh. So I have the needle in my hand. It's like taped down, and then I have an IV cuff on my left arm, and I'm like, "All right, whatever." And they're like, "Hey, we need to check, you know, your 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 um, everything, whatever." So they start putting the little probes on me, right? So I got like four probes on me, IV cuff. Cool. And then they're like, cool. So yeah, we'll have him go in the waiting room, go ahead and put him in a wheelchair and wheel him out. I'm like, I could walk to the waiting room. They're like, sir, appendicitis. So they put me in the wheelchair and they wheel me out to the waiting room and it's the same EMT. Like he was kind of walking through it all. He's like, dude, I'm sorry that they're doing this. I was like, it's, it's cool, dude. Like just whatever. And he's like, all right, man, where do you want me to park you? I was like, just wheel me to the room. I'll get up and get in a chair. He's like, all right, that's fair. So I get up and I go sit by the window. He's like, all right, man, good luck. Take it easy. <laughs> I'm like, all right, see you later. So now I'm just sitting in the ER waiting room and like I'm on my phone by now I'd got there at eight 30. It's now like 1130 or something like that. And crime had just got off from work. So I go, Hey, can you bring me a charger? Cause my phone's going to die. I don't know how long I am going to be here. And then she's like, well, what's the COVID policy? Oh, I tested negative for COVID by the way. Also, oh, nice. Weird. <clears throat> um, And then so they're like, "What's the?" And I was like, "I guess you can come by." Like, you know, we're in the same household. And then so um, I added her like to my emergency contacts just so that they wouldn't give her grief. Like added her underneath. (laughs) And so she she shows up and she's hanging out with me. We're there for a few hours, and then they finally call my name. And then I get up and I walk over, and they put me like in a chair in like the in the back. There for like fifteen minutes. Then the nurse comes back and uh, is like. Hey, so you have appendicitis. You're probably going to be here for a while. So we're just going to get you a bed. And I go, okay. And they're like, yeah, so follow me. And so then they,
1: we follow them to a room and then. Do well, you think our, our microphone's going to pick up Isley snoring? Probably. Right.
0: <laughs> if you hear the dog snoring, it's, it's Isley. She's fine. It's Isley. She's okay. <clears throat> um, and then, so they take me to a bed, mind you. Because of, like, overflow, I'm in the children's hospital side of things. So all that's on TV is, like, Paw Patrol, and I don't have a remote to change it. Awesome. I'm laying there, and they put an IV in, and then they come and they check all the probes, and they're like, oh, urgent care did these wrong. So then here's four more probes in different places. So now I'm at, like, eight or something like that. And they have me hooked up to all these machines and monitors and stuff, and then they give me an IV drip. And then I'm there for probably, like, another... Three hours. What time, so what time is this? So this is like, I'm there probably until like six.
1: Okay. And you still haven't eaten? Or, have you, or did you find it? haven't eaten. eaten. Oh. They
0: keep telling me you can't eat. You can't eat. Oh. Well, All right, cool. <clears throat> so then this is like six-ish. And then finally they need that bed and they're like, and then every person that comes in, they're like, you have appendicitis and you don't look like you do. Like, and then even like the scribe that comes to take notes, she's like, I've never seen somebody come in with appendicitis and not be doubled over in pain. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I, you know, like, and they're like, do you have a really
1: high pain
0: tolerance? I was like, I mean, I guess it's pretty high, you know? So
1: even, well, even even my mom's. when you're texting me, you're like, yeah, it's appendicitis. I'm, I'm here at the ER. I'm going to do something. My mom was like, oh my goodness. So did they did already have a surgery? And I'm like, wait, <laughs> I was like, I don't think so. I don't know. Like it's. I was like, he, he just got in there. She's like, well, then he's, he's probably going to surgery like pretty soon. Yeah. I was like, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> so the, it's funny.
0: Cause I got, most people were like, oh my God, you must be in so much pain. And I was like, maybe if it bursts, I'll, I'll be in pain. But like mm-hmm. right now, like, yeah, it hurts, but it's not like, like, you know, the end all be all of my existence type mm-hmm. thing. <clears throat> and then they were like, well, you, you, you must have a really high pain tolerance then because most people, even just with what you have are like out, Dang. like they ask for like drugs everything. Mm. They're like, do you want anything? I'm like, no, I just want to get it done. <laughs> like, <"I> eat. <laughs> uh, and then, so and then finally, like around six ish, they transfer me up to pre-op. Mm. Once again, they come by, put me in a wheelchair, wheel me to pre-op and I'm just sitting there the whole time.
1: I think that's when you text Martin, You were starting texting Martin and I, right?
0: I think I, I had texted you when I was at urgent care, mm-hmm. but then I was like, yeah, I'm going in for surgery. Yeah. And they're like, Oh fuck. Um, <clears throat> so I get to I get to pre-op and they're like, all right, like here's those stupid socks with the rubber on them. <laughs> um, and then here's a gown. And I was like, do I take everything off? And like, I'm telling jokes this whole time. The nurse is like, the nurses are like, um, yeah, you take everything off. Cause that's what surgery wants. They're like, but let us know if you just, dis- if you do take everything off that way, we know what to expect when we move the blanket. I was like, you're not going to see much, but, you know, it's all off, right? It's all coming off. <clears throat> and then so I get up there, and then they're like, oh, ER just didn't even give you the right size uh, um, port for, the, uh, for uh, the IV, so we have to put another one in. Oh, so now they put another the even bigger gauge needle in my right hand, so now I have two like one on each side. And they're like, we're not taking that off till all the procedures are done. And then also they're like, Oh, ER had these in the wrong place. So now I have like fucking 12 <laughs> buttons all over me. And then, uh, and then I have the IV in and then, um, <clears throat> the nurse, one of the dudes is like, Oh, so, uh, you got, you're getting your gallbladder removed. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And apparently like, I had like, like slight indications of like gallstones. Mm. He's like, Oh no, 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 sorry, sorry. Appendix, appendix. And I'm like, <sighs> But but the the surgeon who had consulted me before that while I was still in the ER said the same thing, getting the gallbladder taken out, huh? And I was like, it's appendicitis. Why are we taking my gallbladder? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, appendicitis.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. So then I yeah. I look
0: at Karima, and I'm like, am I gonna leave here without a fucking gallbladder? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's happening? <clears throat> so finally, finally at like like uh, right around nine p.m they're like the anesthesiologist comes in and they had warned me like, Hey, because Loma Linda is a trauma hospital. Like if somebody comes in with a gunshot wounds or something like that, obviously they're going to take precedence over you. Mm-hmm. We're going to get you in tonight. We just don't know when. Okay. So then, um, and they were doing like this crit, like five doctors were just like pushing on my stomach. They're like, does it hurt more if I just push or <laughs> with the rebound? And like this, I'm like, both of them hurt. Like, they, <laughs> like, both hurt a lot. they both fucking hurt a lot. And they're Like, well, you don't look like you're in pain. Well, I fucking am in pain. Like that sucks. Um, So then, you know, they go, okay, yeah, we're gonna put you into surgery. And then the the head nurse for the surgery is with the anesthesiologist. She comes over and they're like, all right, we're gonna give you a cocktail that literally, as soon as it hits, it's gonna be like you took five shots back to back in a row, and you're gonna feel really good. It's gonna take the edge off. Like I go sick. <laughs> and then they're like, do you need to pee? And I, when's the last time you peed? And I was like, a couple hours ago. They go, if you go pee now, we don't have to put a catheter in. I was like say less I fucking got up they're like wait let's take the IV out I was like take the fucking IV out so I walked over to the the bathroom and I pissed and then um, like the whole time like the back is open (laughs) so my butt cheeks are hanging out a little show for everyone and then like uh, they had to put this pad on my back it was all cold they're like the operating table's hard so this will help All right. so then they get they uh, put that cocktail in and dude like instantly I felt just like hammered nice and I'm like and then they're wheeling me in and they're just talking to me like, you're going to take a few breaths of the oxygen. Once we know there's oxygen in your lungs, um, then we're going to administer the the, anest- the anesthesia and you'll be out. And <clears throat> I was like, all right, cool. So like the movies, like I remember going into the room and like looking up at this, the lights and the ceiling in the operating room. And then they put the mask on me, like three deep breaths and they're like, all right, we're giving you the, the anesthesia. And the dude's like, later. <laughs> and that's it. I woke up in the recovery room. I was like, nice oh shit and then they're like how you feel i was like like i left a piece of me behind (laughs) like just (laughs) and then so they they like it luckily because it hadn't burst and it was uncomplicated it's like it was laparoscopic so it was like a camera and like basically a robot Mm. that does the surgery um and so i have like like four incisions like i have one main incision right here Mm -hmm one above my belly button, one under my belly button, and then like one up here. Um, And it's like, they're small enough that they didn't need stitches, but I was just super, super sore. So there's like a glue layer over them. Like I have stitches internally on my muscle, Mm -hmm. but then on top, they like it's like the self-dissolving stuff and then there's the glue that keeps it all together. And for like the first day or two, it was just like so hard to stand up and like move around. It's just sore. Mm-hmm. Now, like, I feel it if I'm, like, like leaned over on this side or, like, I get up too quick. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was okay. I went back to work today. And uh, they were like, what are you doing here? And I was like, working. Like, we were expecting you to be out all the way until, like, the end of the week. I was like, why? You're like, I can't be? I was like, was that, <laughs> was that an option? Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, the doctors note they gave me, they were like, he's cleared to return to work on the 21st. Three days after the surgery. Yeah so after i got home at
1: like they're like mr high tolerance yeah mr high tolerance for pain (laughs) you can go back to work tomorrow pussy
0: but i like i i got home at like 1 a.m like we left my car at urgent care Mm. and we you know drove home and she's like crime is like okay do you need anything you're good i was like i'm fucking so hungry Uh i'm so hungry and she's like And it was like her opportunity to just like, Oh, I'm going to feed you all the vegan food in the world. So it was like vegan pancakes and vegan sausage. Dude. It was, I didn't care. It was the best meal I've ever had. (laughs) I was like, these pancakes are delicious. She made them the other day. I was like, these definitely, definitely hit differently after anesthesia. (laughs) (laughs) But then like, like I'd been sitting in that, in that room for so long, just watching commercials for food. Mm -hmm. That one commercial for the new, um, old style pepperoni pizzas at little Caesars was like, it's the little mini pepperonis that curl up when you cook them. Oh. So I was like, I'm going to get that fucking pizza. Got it last night? Not that great. Uh, not that great. With that Little Caesars you said? Yeah. So anyways, long story short, went to the uh, ER thinking like, oh, I must have gas. Or urgent care thinking, yeah, I probably have gas. Left without my appendix. and COVID-free, apparently. <laughs> so. And so you're not,
1: so not going to have any like gnarly scars? No. There's going to be like a little... Little indent. Dude, my mom, she's like, I'm sure they're way better now. She's like, I got this big old scar. <laughs> Gnarly scar. Like, so oh.
0: so I guess what they said was, but they told me, they're like, we're going to go in initially with the camera and stuff. They go, but if we get in there and we realize it's going to be more like complicated of a surgery, they're like, then we're just going to switch and completely open you up. Mm. So I really wasn't going to know what the outcome was until I got up. right? Mm. But then they were like, yeah, it was uncomplicated. We were able to get in there <clears throat> pretty quick. But then my throat, my throat's all messed up because after they put me under, then they put the, the trach tube down my throat. Mm-hmm. So, and, and all week I've been describing it like this until my mom was like, it's called a uvula. I was like the little dangly dangly thing that Cardi B talks about <laughs> in the back of your throat, <clears> throat because it was so swollen from that trach tube mm-hmm. that it was like enlarged. And it kept like, I kept choking on it. Because oh, it would like flip up onto the back of my tongue. Nice. And I'm like, what is that? Ugh. And it just, and I had to re-swallow it again because it was so swollen. And finally, like starting today, like it's still not as bad, but my throat is still a little jacked up. Dude. So that's why I'm talking like this. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, was, uh, it was
1: definitely an experience. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't realize how gnarly those things are until my mom was like, I got him surgery right away. I was like, that oh, doesn't sound like he's gonna be in surgery right away. Yeah. And then, yeah, cause she's like, yeah, the burst. I think it's it gets in your bloodstream and it gets real serious. You could die. Yeah. And she's you like, could man, she, she's like, man, he must be in so much pain. And I was like, oh, I could, yeah, I guess maybe. He's like, I don't know. It Doesn't sound like he, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I saw him yesterday. <clears throat> yeah,
0: like, he looked fine yesterday. Yeah. Um, and I think that like, so they were saying like it's not perforated, it's just infected at this point, which means that like it hadn't burst or anything. Mm-hmm. So they were like, you know, but if it bursts, like Dan, when I was texting Dan and Jake about it, Dan was like, dude, when I got, he's like, mine was so painful. He's like, I was in so much pain and then it burst and it was like 10 times worse. I was like, Oh fuck. Wait, how does one get, get appendicitis? <clears throat> so the appendix is just like this, like to this day, they haven't figured out what it's for. They don't it does nothing. It just sits at the end of your large intestine. And it's just like this little extra like dangly flap thing. Mm -hmm. And then like what can happen is, and then this is going to sound gross, but like this is what happened with me. Mm -hmm. You can get like, um, it can either, you can either get an infection from like, um, viruses or things like that. Or you can get what's called a fecal impaction where something just gets stuck in that little hole. Um, for the appendix. And when it's stuck in there, then it starts to swell up and become inflamed. And that's when it bursts. Mm. Right. So they're saying like, it could be something as small as even like nuts and grains that just get lodged in there. And then from there it just starts to swell up. But the appendix does nothing. It's literally just a fucking sack at the end of your, at the end of your intestines. So when they were telling me this, um, they're like, have you had like a, like a nuts or grains or anything recently? And I was like, well, Ever since my girlfriend moved in, it's been a lot more, uh, plant-based things. She's like, it's not me. It's not my fault. I was like, I never had this problem with steak and potatoes. I'm
1: saving your life.
0: (laughs) So I was just trying to give her as much shit as I could the whole time. But yeah. So, um, it was like legit, just like a day of just sitting in waiting rooms and then surgery. And then like, like now, like. Like I'm still, I'm still on muscle relaxers and pain medicine. So like, I don't feel it as much, but like I was able to go to work and then like, as long as I would get up and stretch and kind of move around and stuff, it was okay. But yeah, <clears throat> definitely. Uh, And then like, so <laughs> I had let Joe know, cause it was Joe's birthday and I was like, "Oh, Hey, I'm not going to make it. Cause, um, you know, and she's like, "No, no, no. That's a really valid reason why you wouldn't be there." And I was like, "All right, just
1: making sure." You
0: know, so
1: that reminds me, it's Joe Gill's birthday right now.
0: Oh,
1: birthday. I never miss a year. So that's my that's
0: my uh, my weekend recap. It was not much of a weekend to talk about, but it was weekend to Wait, talk it's
1: about fucking birthday sorry it's it's fucking <laughs> <next month. laughs> yeah that's quite that's quite a yeah. uh, my goodness that's a weekend recap mental health yeah it's everything yeah um so i i and mind you, you martin and i were not much help in our text when you texting us <laughs> yeah
0: that was uh that 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 text chain is always interesting. Yeah. I was like, I called it <laughs> the, let's see. <clears throat> Let me read you some of the messages. <laughs> let's see. Um, Mike, I said, or, or I texted you guys at like four or Mike goes, Oh fuck. Did I call it? I said, I think you did. And Mike said, I smart. That sucks though. <laughs> and I was like so surgery tonight just not sure when and Martin's like well shit you'll have a badass car now and I was like I don't think it's even gonna be that big it's the laparoscopic procedure and Martin said don't know what that is but it sounds sick (laughs) (laughs) and then Mike goes is that the procedure that will enhance your powers do you need a ride and I was like, nah, Karima is here. And Martin said, is she there to core in your ima?" And then sent the, ha, got
1: him. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand that either. And
0: then he just totally changed the subject. He's <laughs> like, "We're going to YouTube event right now. And we're like, OK, cool. So
1: <clears throat>
0: yeah, it I'm, was. Uh, I'm
1: glad you didn't get that either, because I, I was like, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> I mean, I knew what he was trying to do. He was, he was intentionally being dumb. But I was just like, fucking, fucking Martin. Um, so I have, I have some news that I want to talk to you about. we'll move on a little bit from this Mm. and then, and then that news is going to lead into my, um, my little, my little questions for you. Oh, okay. So, um, today angels baseball announced that the organization has initiated a formal process to evaluate strategic alternatives, including a possible sale of the team. Owner Art Moreno stated, it has been a great honor and privilege to own the Angels for 20 seasons. As an organization, we have worked to provide our fans an affordable and family-friendly ballpark experience while fielding competitive lineups, which included some of the game's all-time greatest players. Although this is a difficult decision, it was entirely our choice and deserved a great deal of thoughtful consideration. My family and I have ultimately come to the conclusion that now is the time. Throughout this process, we will continue to run the franchise in the best interest of our fans, employees, Players and business partners.
1: <laughs> okay. Remember before we start. Oh, could you, could you, could you, could you, so I need you. I, I want your thoughts. Okay. So before we start talking about this, I was like, hey, I have two things, two things that are going to trigger me. This is Angel's Angel being sold. So this is the first thing that's going to trigger me. <clears throat> um. So, uh, okay. I'll just keep this short. For anyone who doesn't know, I'm an Angel's fan. Love, I ride. I ride with them. Let's say this: I'm an Angels fan,
0: Angels fanatic.
1: Yeah. Um, I like to say that I'm a baseball fan first, and I feel like I'm, you know, ever since the Angels won the World Series in 2002, (laughs) I felt like baseball has become a sport for me, and I don't get as invested or as caught up in the bullshit of it. But, uh, but, dude, with okay, so the Angels have had since Artie Moreno took over the team. Angels now. Like they've had great offensive lineups, and for anyone who who doesn't follow baseball, like offense is great, but if you don't have pitching, it doesn't fucking matter. It falls apart, yeah. Like, like uh, the the term "defense wins championships" in baseball it means pitching, basically. Yeah. that's basically what it means. <clears throat> and like, it's so what he, and what he said in the statement is totally true. They uh they have done a lot to like improve the stadium and to make it like fan uh family friendly. Uh, they've brought in to their credit, like they've brought in like um like there's breweries that are in there st- in the stadium now. There's like different types of food and barbecue stuff like that, which is cool. And then like an interactive like area like with games and stuff like that stuff is all that's fine. That's totally cool. But the team like the the owner refuses. Refuses to get pitching. Yeah. Refuses to get pitching. Like, to the point where we, we, uh, like he want he wants, it's almost like he just, like, looked at, like, who, like, the top players were and then was like, okay, we'll get these guys. Not, not, not realizing that. It's like, well, you know, play positions. Yeah. And, and it's like, well, and also they're on the wrong side of, like, their age, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, Albert Pulhos, I think we signed him. I forget how old he was when we signed him, but he's like, dude, Give him a ten-year deal and he's how old? At least ten years older than he says. Yeah. dude. Just, oh my gosh. Dude. That's another thing too. We had, and then we we had and during that era we had we signed uh oh my Josh Josh Hamilton. All these guys. All these guys that we uh like but bunch and just offense, 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 but no no pitching, no pitching depth. This was the first year they actually made an attempt to like go after pitching and stuff. And in our draft last year, we basically drafted nothing but pitchers. So um uh my thing with, with the Angels and the big the big big thing is everyone's saying like oh they're wasting Mike Trout which they are and now they're wasting Otani which they are and they need to just they need to just trade 'em so that they can go off and win a, cha- a championship elsewhere. And I understand that. And so normally if you if your organization is is uh like a competent one, then I would say I know this doesn't sound crazy for anyone who who's an Angel fan or knows me as an Angel fan. Like I would trade Mike Trout, and I would trade Otani, like if I thought we had a competent organization, which we don't. Okay. Yeah. So that thought is scary to me of trading these guys because I don't trust the organization to get the worth, to get their worth back. Right. Like, <clears throat> it, like a haul. For, like, dude, to trade Trout, you're gonna get. You need... You're going to get... Uh, a roster. A, a freaking boatload of number one picks. Yeah. And, you know, you might even get, like, a pretty... Like, a, a pitcher now. Yeah. A, you know, that you can build off of. Uh, same thing with Otani. You can get... A, you can get... Uh, what's it called? Like, the King's Demand or whatever. For, like, both... Either one of those players or for both. Like, they could... Like, if you... like, a, You could restructure
0: do, the whole team with exactly. a trade of both of them. Yeah. Players.
1: But I don't trust the Angels to do that. I don't trust Artie to, like to get the right pieces in, you know. I know that's like um it falls on uh uh what's his name? Or GM. But like he has to everything has to be okay by the owners and shit. And so I, you can tell that he's trying. So I don't I don't fault the the Angel General manager. I don't fault him at all. It's just uh it's just this dude needs to just sell the team. And so um yesterday I was talking shout out to my buddy Caleb comes into the shop he came in yesterday and we were just talking, just talking baseball. And I said what I just said about how like I don't trust the organization to do the right thing and getting back the right players for Trout or Otani or right. both. Right. And um and so we were just saying like, dude, Artie just needs to sell the team. Yeah. He just needs to sell the team. And um and you know, and we're kind of like, well, he probably probably won't because he's like doesn't he doesn't give a shit about the team as long as as long as the Angels are making money, which they are. Like they're still yeah. getting people going. And so we were just talking about that yesterday. And so went to see this, I saw this when I was at work, dude. I was so fucking stoked. <laughs> I texted my brother. I was, dude, yeah. I was. Uh, this was like, this was great news. And you know, angels could get sold to someone worse, but <laughs> you know, that's like, I, I just, I, 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 as long as we're out of the, the Artie Moreno area era, then I'm, I'm okay. And hopefully the next, the next, uh, the next, you know, team to take it over will have some kind of baseball competence, and um, you know, do do the right. If we keep Trout and Otani, maybe they'll properly build a team around them. Or if not, fucking trade them off, and then get the t- get the pieces to rebuild. But I really hope they don't fucking do shit before they leave. <laughs> Be memorable, like. <laughs> yeah you know what i mean or like fuck us over and be like you know they we like wild ass of, stupid ass yeah, shit. like another offensive player that we don't fucking need so. well that being uh-huh. said
0: my trivia is classic angels trivia sick okay <laughs> <clears throat> yes so first question and <clears throat> When I say classic, like, we're going back to 60s, 70s oh, fuck. Okay. on these two. <clears throat> um, so, which angel was the 1979 American League MVP?
1: So, before we start this, for anyone who's watching this for the first time, the way we do our trivia questions is whoever's being asked the trivia questions, it's on them that if they win so we were going to have like five questions probably so if i get if i answer correctly then good for me yeah this hurrah hurrah yeah if i get these if i lose if i get more than you know more than three or get three wrong then i have to post an embarrassing picture of myself as you guys saw last week i, uh, I up the ante <laughs> i have a good one i think i have a good one i
0: found a I found an awesome one which i'll i'll show you it's actually mm-hmm. a physical printout picture. It's in the
1: garage. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So, uh, so that being said, there is stakes when it comes to this. I, now I, I will
0: admit it's a little unfair because I didn't, um, find multiple choice questions for you. So maybe I'll give you a couple extra, Mm -hmm. you know, but yeah. Which angel was the 1979 American league MVP? Now I can tell you this, he played all hundred sixty two games, batted a two ninety six with thirty six home runs and a league leading hundred thirty nine RBI. This was nineteen seventy nine. Uh I don't know. I wouldn't know the answer to these either, like back in the 60s and 70s. Yeah,
1: Bobby Grinch, I, I don't know. That's Don Baylor. Don Baylor. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I figured that name would at least resonate. <clears throat> um, here's next on my list. Here, <laughs> here's here's uh, one that you should know. Mm-hmm. Which player on the 2005 Angels played 140 games and led the team in home runs and batting average? In
1: 2005?
0: Mm mm-hmm.
1: uh, Vladimir Guerrero.
0: Correct. Vlad hit an awesome 317 with 32 home runs. Mm. In the home runs column, Anderson was second with 17 homers. Cabrera was sixth with eight. And Kennedy was 14th with two.
1: Man, what a different era. Completely different era for oh the Angels. Oh my gosh, dude. Like, like, they're the worst team in baseball right now. They have guys that are like at least in like the, the 15s and 20s right yeah. now. Yeah. All right. <clears throat>
0: This player, the first World Series MVP in Angels history, was not offered a contract by the Angels after the 2004 season. The team instead preferred to give playing time to up-and-coming Dallas McPherson.
1: Um, World Series MVP? Is it Troy Gloss? It is. Oh, look at you.
0: All right, let's see. Uh, this is a this is a throwback again. Mm. Who pitched the first no hitter in Angels history? Nolan Ryan. Nope. No. Bo Bolinski. Oh, Bo Bolinski did the trick against the Orioles in 1962. Clyde Wright bang- blanked the A's in 1970, and Nolan Ryan tossed no hitters in an Angel uniform starting in 1973. Uh. But it was back in 1962. So you're
1: two and two. All
0: right. <clears throat> Let's see. I'll try and I'll try and
1: we'll make we'll make this the we'll make this the one. Yeah, this is the one. Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> no. <right>. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> that one's too easy. All right. You'll probably get this one too. Which two Angel players won a Gold Glove Award in the 2002 season? Oh. So one was a center fielder and one was a catcher.
1: Oh, dude. Uh, Darren Erstad and Benji Molina. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice, dude. No, No picture for you. So a a little, uh,
0: just a, just a little fun one, um, or two fun ones, which famous person
1: once owned the angels, famous person, um, the cowboy, uh, uh, Autry, Gene Autry. And then where did the angels start playing their
0: home games during their inaugural 1961 season?
1: Was it, uh, Palm Springs? No, Palm Springs where they did the spring training. Um' the Coliseum
0: Wrigley field, oh really yeah, weird Angels played their games at Wrigley Field in Los Angeles. they drew only six hundred thousand fans in their first season mm. the following year they played in Chavez Ravine at Dodger Stadium yeah. their attendance almost doubled and went over a million fans their second year um, nice man, no pictures dang. damn I should have. I should have gone a little crazier.
1: The old ones, I'm not. I'm not good with like old old angel history, but <clears throat> anything from like anything from like ninety from <laughs> 90 on, I'm pretty good. Anything from ninety on, you know. Yeah, I thought you said like who were the only angels like rookie of the years. <laughs> Tim, both fish, Tim Salmon, Mike Trout. Nice, um, nice, bro. Yeah. Woo. Um. I want to just go back on this because again I hope I hope this doesn't this doesn't trigger me it shouldn't it shouldn't but uh, have you watched the new HBO Game of Thrones series House of the Dragon
0: I haven't yet Uh, you would think I would have because I've just been sitting in bed Mm -hmm. but um,
1: I haven't and I've been hearing a lot of mixed reviews so I watched it this is gonna sound kind of crazy. Game of Thrones fans, so everyone knows the show, right? On paper, there's incest, there's gore, there's a lot of nudity, there's dragons, um, yeah, a lot of violence and stuff. And uh, dude, my brother and I were freaking hooked on Game <laughs> of Thrones. Okay, it's just, the writing is so freaking good. And then, um, and then, you know, season eight happened and then, um, I swore off game of thrones and then I started hearing about this series and how it's like, uh, the show is called house of the dragon, but it, it's take it basically covers the, uh, I think it's the dance of dragons, which is the, uh, Targaryen civil war basically. Yeah. Which is, which is such a cool concept. Which is a so about, sick. Right? And then hearing that, um, uh, Martin, the, the writer, he, uh, he got his own show writers and he, he like was the one who like wanted, uh, was writing about the adapt, how to adapt it and stuff. And so when, when so uh, he did have his hands in this yeah. one, uh, so much that when, uh, HBO had already had, um, different spinoffs that they were doing. Um, one of them is going to have Kit Harington. Is that why those spin offs all got canceled? Yeah. Yeah. Good.
0: Yeah. Because for those of you that don't know with game of Thrones, um, a lot of the later seasons, were written just kind of like, cause they, there's no more, the books were, there's no yeah, more the books. books. The books hadn't gone past that yeah. point. So they just kind of wrote what they thought would be cool mm-hmm. instead of actually adapting what George R. R Martin had actually written.
1: Yeah. And bringing them <clears> along. Like why not just, yeah why not? And maybe, I don't know. And I'm sure there's other things. I'm sure at some point you probably would just like, dude, fuck this show or fuck these dudes. Yeah. But I heard you didn't get along with them. And, uh, and so, what's so? What kind of got me back was knowing that, uh, you know, Martin was a, he's a part of this. He, his hand is in this. And so, when HBO was like, "This is this sounds great," like we'll we, we'll we'll hit up our people. He's like, "No, no, I already got I already got a team for this." Yeah, I have people for this. Yeah. And so they were like, "Oh, even better." So cool. Let's do it. So they did it. And so, watched episode one, and it wasn't um, it wasn't like. It wasn't like, oh man, like it's you know, it's back. But dude, there was some things where I was like, fuck, that's kinda cool. Or like (laughs) or like like it was it was so it was so hard to watch in so many different ways. Cause one, it was like it was like I I kinda hate how like it's not so corny, but it was like it's cool to be back in that world. Yeah. (laughs) And like to see to see certain places and it's like, oh, dude, yeah. And then and then in my mind I'm like it's like the bittersweet part of it. It's like, oh, last time we saw that, the wall was blown out, and the hound and mountain were were fighting to the death. Um, you know, in a scenario that shouldn't have fucking happened. Um, and so, uh, and so, but it was just cool. And then you, you get references of different houses and stuff, and and um, you know, this pla it takes place like I think they said 172 years before the birth of Daenerys. Okay. And so it's a prequel series, and uh, it's just interesting. It's cool, and there's. There's already there's already uh some cool things that you can tell um they're like kind of going for. Yeah. And uh and I will say right out the gates, dude, dragons, which is
0: sick. sick. I remember watching Game of Thrones and thinking, how are they gonna pull off dragons? Are they gonna look corny as fuck or are yeah. they gonna look
1: sick, you know? Um it is kind of cool to see how much you can tell, like by the, the growing popularity of it, how like How much better The has gotten Yeah (laughs) yeah, it got better As it went Like The the season seven You know Parts of season eight By then like I mean these are like They're like Each episode is basically A mini movie Yeah You know Yeah (sighs) Season eight But um Anyway so All I say to say Is uh First episode Was It was pretty cool I'm very uh, I'm still very protective Of myself As far as not wanting to dive all the way in, um, but it's kind of hard not to because I remember a moment when I was when I was super like super into Game of Thrones. Then like the big thing is the lore, and so when you start going back, I remember thinking like, "Well, fuck, they should have done this thing." Like, yeah, or, and now or, they're doing this. Now thing. they're doing it, so it's hard not to get like super excited about it. But I've been I've been hurt before. So <laughs> um,
0: I I I would hope that like they. Realized what their um, what their pitfall was with the last. Yeah, I you know, think so. I seasons. think they have. So hopefully, to. they they fix that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, what happened with the Rings of Power, the Lord of the Rings prequels? Is uh, that out this weekend? Oh, this weekend. I think it's coming out this weekend. Yeah. Okay. Damn, they timed it. They timed it with the Game of Thrones, huh? Dude,
1: they're going. You know what's funny is they're going head to head, and um, was it? This is it J-, J. R. Martin. Is that his name?
0: Tol- Tolkien.
1: No, no, no. for uh, Game of Thrones. George R. R. Martin. Yeah. Uh, so they're asking him about it, and he was just like, he's like, dude, this is like a time for fantasy. He's like, this, yeah. this is like, this is great. I hope my show does does better. <laughs> he's like, but I'm happy. I'm happy they're uh, that they're coming out with it, and it'll be, you know, they'll be kind of going head to head, you know, because he's like, we we've written a really good show. And it sounds like they they have as well. So I thought that was kind of cool.
0: Now, I, the, the, um, and I say this with all the love in my heart, the nerds are going to go after me for this, right? And this is, <laughs> let them come, let them come. Sorry, I had to do that. Um, so I used to do a podcast called The Robot Lab, which may come back eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a pop culture show, right? Uh long before I convinced Mike to do a podcast with me, I did a podcast. And and at that time we were on top of every movie, every release, everything that was coming out. Like we were there, we were reviewing it by the next day. If you do that shit now, dude, I will be there. Dude, uh there's some talks. We'll talk. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about it. I've even reached out to Ty as well. Ooh. Um you know, but uh, hey, there's Ty's one uh, reference. Yeah. Dude, I don't think he got in last episode. I don't think he did either. Mm. Mm. Yeah, he did. Because did he? we talked about the Burner State show.
1: <sighs> yeah,
0: <laughs> never mind. Um, <clears throat> so, anyways, right around the time that that show ended was like when all the Hobbit movies were starting to come out, mm. and also right around that show time that show ended because I had basically lived my life every. Single weekend going to premieres and like, you know, things like that, and going to cons and going Mm -hmm. to that stuff. I kind of was like, whew, take a step back a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then that caused me to just spiral and not watch a ton of shit, right? Mm -hmm. So I haven't seen any of the Hobbit movies. I haven't either, dude. Actually, I I saw one. I don't remember it. I, yeah, like I was going through HBO the other day and I was like, oh, The Hobbit. Oh, The Hobbit and Unexpected Journey. Mm -hmm. Hobbit, you know, and I was like, I haven't watched any of these. Do I need to watch these before Lord of the Rings? Or is this something that I can just skip oh, altogether this is before this is like the prequel to even that, right? I think so because this is about the seven rings of power, right? Oh yeah. And then that, you know, so <clears throat> I don't know how necessary they are to watch them, but I haven't watched them. So I don't know if I need to make a weekend of it, um, <clears throat> you know, and, and play catch up on my Lord of the Rings, but
1: let's freaking, let's barbecue and just invite. Yes. Yeah, do it. Probably pull over and we'll watch, Hobbit <laughs> movies. I, yeah. I I will. I did I did this with uh, Daily Brew, uh, a couple of Daily Brew people, and we did it with um, just Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Because I, th- I think Harry had never seen them. For some reason, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Actually, there's a couple of people that had never seen them, and uh, and so we wa- we watched them, and um, I mean they're great movies. If you they can you can edit out a lot of the walking. Yeah. You know, yeah, you'd still have a pretty dope movie that wouldn't take, you know, almost three hours. But, uh, <laughs> dude. Uh, okay, so episode one comes out September 2nd. So next weekend. Next weekend. And, uh, yeah, it's, they're going to be releasing on Fridays, which is kind of sick. That's cool. We have uh, we have She-Hulk on Wednesday. Wednesday I haven't watched She-Hulk yet. Oh, dude, I liked it. It was good. I've heard
0: mixed reviews. I liked it. I've heard the dialogue is a little... Pandering
1: mm, yeah, I can see that okay um I'm still going watch it I just i I will say this though it had probably one of the funniest uh like end credit things the one about cap, yeah <laughs> <Did you hear laughs> about that <laughs> yeah I've heard, I heard about it <laughs> but the context is it is good <laughs> cause it, it's uh it'cause it it's a callback to something that happened earlier in the episode, and um yeah. they're they're even um saying
0: now that um. <clears throat> that the way that Bruce says that statement and his wording and the way that some of the other Avengers have talked about Cap mm-hmm. show that they know something because he's not dead.
1: Mm.
0: None he, of any, oh, because
1: he says he's he's not a, yeah. a virgin, as opposed to he was not. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he's gone, but he's not gone type deal so you know there's all that there's all that talk yeah <clears throat> but yeah man I'm, I'm i i i feel like i the game of thrones universe was just so much darker than the lord of the rings mm-hmm. you know but then again lord of the rings
1: was pretty fucking epic yeah so yeah, i'm curious because I, I don't know much of the lore at all you know other than i just watch the movies you yeah. know so I'm, I'm really, I'm I'm actually excited to see, to see those shows. I probably won't, I'm, it's going to be just a much different, uh, viewing experience than like I have going into Game of Thrones because Game of Thrones, I just have so much, like people don't understand, dude. I was in it. Yeah. I was in it, dude. I was, and I got in it kind of, I kind of late. I came in uh season five, I think it was, mm-hmm. or like right as season six was starting uh, I finished season five, right. Going in and writing to season six. Um, I bought, I bought the, uh, I, I bought the, like the, the, the DVD set on prime day. Mm-hmm. Cause it was like the first five episodes for like 75 bucks. Oh, uh, sorry. First five seasons for 75 bucks. And, uh, I'd been, I, it, you know, this before, like they were, it was like on all the streaming stuff and I didn't have HBO, uh, at the time. And, um, um, Lauren, my old manager, she was like, "How how are you not like a Game of Thrones fan?" She's like you like Lord of the Rings and shit. Like, yeah. And I was just like, oh. And she she told me about it, and I was just like, dude, this doesn't incest and like gore stuff. I was like, nah, it's not for me. Not for me.
0: A man of the Lord.
1: Yeah. And then I remember being curious about it, and I was like, eh, you know, maybe maybe go check it out, and I'll buy season, the first season. And I went to go buy the first season. And it was like forty bucks, forty five bucks, some of that. And I was like, nah, I'm not gonna. I'm not, I don't want to spend that. And then on Amazon Prime Day, it came up and it said, you know, box set, season one through five, $75. So, was the deal. Yeah. So, I was like, worst case scenario, if I don't like it, I'll just freaking sell it or give it to someone. Yeah. A gift. But, um, bought it, actually bought it and sat on it. Because <coughs> I had no real desire to watch it. You're like, good oh, that's whatever. And then are. my brother was the one who had, uh, he was just like... Hey, what is this? Yeah. He's like, dude, is that the show? Like, he's like, is it good? And I was like, do I have any look at it. I haven't even opened it. And he was like, oh, do you want to like, <laughs> like, do you want to like, change? he's like, it's probably really pretty bad. And in my mind, I'm like, dude, there's no way my brother's going to watch the show. So, Mm-mm. so then instantly I was just like, yeah, let's watch the first, like, <laughs> let's watch the first episodes then. And we did. And like, you know, it's kind of, kind of hard to watch, but it's interesting. First of all, it was kind of slow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then the way it ends, you know. And it's pretty gnarly In two, bo- two ways if you have a Spoiler alert if you Push a kid out a window And then incest <laughs> um, And then the second episode I can't remember What the second episode was But it started to have A little more intrigue And I remember By the third episode I was just like Okay yeah. like, I think I'm in this You're like I want a dire wolf Yeah And then you know, Then that show Went on to, to The first four seasons I think are some Of the best writing I've ever seen In like a show or movie Yeah like so incredibly good, still strongly adapting the books, <sighs> and then season season six is when like I started to have my conflict with certain things. Like mm, I don't like how that went, but whatever. I still I'm riding and dying with this thing. They're gonna explain it later. Season seven started to have a couple more things that happened. where I was like, oh, why would they do that? Yeah. Kind of a weird choice, but you know, it'll be explained later. And then season eight came. First episode, mm, kind of you know, kind of slow. Third episode, uh, or second episode—I don't, don't even really remember—but third episode was the uh, the battle at Battle of uh, Winterfell, where they, where the Night King, and all that shit, and it's like, this is what happens, like, this is how this is going, <laughs> like, this is the direction we're heading in. That was the first time that I was uh, like upset with Game of Thrones, and I was vocal about it. Was <coughs> my first time. I
0: just remember like, um, watching that show and like, same as you, like kind of like getting that, uh, mm. you know, but there, there are so many like key moments that I remember for that show that I was just like, Holy shit. Like the, um, the wedding, uh, red, red Reading, wedding, of course. um, and then when <clears throat> spoilers the the white Walker dragon, Mm. when i first saw that happen i was like get the fuck yeah. out there's no way you oh, know dude and then like understanding the way that that army works and the way and i was like "It's impossible there's no
1: there's no way to, to yeah beat them. you can't win you can't win you know? and ah oh, dude that dude that freaking episode the dragon glass that, fucking cop out <laughs> like them them uh i don't know them them uh being surrounded and then like they can't get through because the lake the lake's uh it's just water, so they're like trapped on the island. And then when they're like fucking with them and like throwing rocks at them, and then they see that the rock hits and it's like doesn't go through, yeah, solid. And then they all realize that, that they can walk now, and they all, oh, dude, like ah. Oh. And then Harris comes with the fucking dragons.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'll have to check it out. I gotta watch it. You gotta see what it's all about.
1: Yeah, I think, um, I think by the third episode, if it really starts to pick up. I might even might even start doing like reactions. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I was thinking about it. Okay.
0: For the YouTube,
1: yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I should do it for that. Just have it, yeah. just
0: for that. Just subscribe to the Walking Bind YouTube channel. We're gonna do some cool shit over there, dude.
1: Or maybe live stream it. Just not have it on. Good.
0: Hmm. We could set like a set like a premiere night.
1: What nights does it come out? Sundays. Sunday nights. Maybe do a little live. Dude. So. <clears throat> so. So, yeah. So that's, sorry. that's like my, <laughs> those are my two trigger, my two triggers, the angels and uh, Game of Thrones. I have to, I have to read this on the show.
0: Uh Crime just texted me and said, is homeboy staying for dinner? <laughs> Why? What are we having? <clears throat> so what, uh
1: what else you got for us? All right. Um. Well, uh. So, do you want to talk about the NBR announcement now, or do you want to wait? Oh yeah,
0: what? we can end. Let's let's end with that. Let's. let's well, let's the, that. then
1: before we end with that, let's do the the community question. Cool. Um. All right. So, this is sent to us. <laughs> we've had a couple, and I appreciate everyone who sends in these questions. At some point, they'll make it on the show. Yeah. Um, we have a list we, we can have, track. We do have a list and there's been some good ones, but I just feel like this one, I don't know why it's just, I think it's interesting to me and it's, uh, it was sent to us by our buddy Adrian and, uh, his, his <laughs> the way he worded it is funny. He just said, uh, cancel culture being overrated. Cancel culture being overrated. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, I guess I need context I don't know but I think just in general talking about I think and this is also obviously opinion right because there's people who probably don't think 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 that at all and think that there's a place for it maybe even Um, I think what he what he's getting at is just kind of like maybe the the that we're like it's it's overblown the idea of cancel culture. Um, so from
0: purely an opinion standpoint, I can say this, I think I, I don't believe in cancel culture only because I don't think I have the right to dictate. I, I have no moral standing or moral high ground to dictate whether somebody should be able to, continue in their career or not yep. I have like I have no say now do I agree with the things they may have done don't know probably not mm-hmm. you know if it's gotten to a point where people are outraged enough um, you know to cancel somebody to use that term then I think that you know obviously that's something that they need to take a look at and that's something that they need to 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 really figure out and if it's an atrocious act um you know that they've done or if it's like uh, something that's that's harming somebody else mm-hmm. then it being brought to light you know is definitely going to help or save you know potential victims in a sense from it ever happening again mm-hmm. right but cancel culture as a whole has become something more than just exposing wrongs or indiscretions or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Cancel culture has just become, I don't like you. So I'm going to fuck your world up. Right. Right. And I think that's where it's become too. jumping in on it. like Yeah. And that's, and, and I think like as unfortunate it is, as it is, the Johnny Depp, um, Amber Heard trial exposed a lot of, a lot of that, and it ex- like gave people their first real glance of like, oh, we said some shit that like now facts are coming out, yeah. and all of a sudden, oh, maybe we fucked up. Yeah, you know, like you can't do an oopsie on someone's life. Yeah, like like for example, let, let's use Kevin Hart for example, mm-hmm. right? Like back when um was it the Oscars, yeah like he he was being canceled for um some homophobic jokes that he made mm-hmm. particularly about like the the chicken wing thing yeah. that joke i mean like for what it's worth that joke was funny it's funny yeah right and it's a joke it's yeah is it irreverent yeah it's intent but i i still always stand by the the fact that like comedy is supposed to be irreverent and it's supposed to push boundaries and it's mm-hmm. supposed to be, be uncomfortable at times yeah right It's making light of uncomfortable situations. But for him to have told that joke and then essentially have grown from it and say, I don't tell that joke anymore because I get it. I get why people would be offended by it. Mm -hmm. That's that in and of itself is like, a oh, shit, like there's here's a change. Right. But for you to turn around and say, like, nope, you can't. Continue with your career because of something you said ten years ago. Yeah, fucking stupid, dude. dude. Fuck that. If you go back in everybody's Twitter, everybody's dude. social media, they've said at least one dumbass thing. Yeah, oh, you've dude. done at least one dumb thing as a kid. I've said a lot of stupid ass shit.
1: Yeah, when this like, was all happening, I was like, well, I guess I'm gonna get canceled for <laughs> fucking reason. My shit.
0: Like it's it's just and and the fact that like, I I guess I like like let's say this if it's a scenario where like today I say some shit that is completely inappropriate or I do some shit that's completely inappropriate. And you call me out on this tomorrow. That's a given. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is a mistake I've just made. I need to fix it. I need to clarify it. I need to learn from the mistake that I just mm-hmm. made, but we're not giving people the opportunity yeah. to learn from the mistake that they've made.
1: That's it's, a healthy society. That, that's yeah. what like, that's what, like an idea of a council culture. I think what people want it to be, which is like, we called on this. Here's, here's the, here's everyone. Yeah. Asking you to change, but we don't give people opportunity to. How many times have have you
0: fucked up anything in your entire life? Like imagine you fuck up and then somebody goes, well, now you can't ever do anything again. Yeah. That's what cancel culture has become. Right. The, and, and, The unfortunate fact of the matter is that anything like this, anything like this is going to be taken to an extreme Mm -hmm. because we just don't know how to do life without extreme. We just don't. We we don't know how to do it. Now, if I fuck up today and somebody calls me out on it and I go, damn, okay, this might be something I need to learn from. Okay, fine. Fine if I did something 10 years ago, I'm not that person anymore. Yeah, I'm not even the same person I was a year ago. Same. Yeah. You know, like, so there's like now, of course, maybe we've spiraled and maybe we were better people a year ago, but like, <laughs> you know, that it's, it's a case by case basis. Yeah. You can't cancel somebody's entire life. Their, their ability to feed their family, their ability to take care of their, their whole, you know, life essentially over some shit that, some people or the vocal minority may consider offensive. Yeah. Right. And the lines are so blurred now uh, as to what is a cancelable offense. What is okay. If it's somebody that, you know, people love, then all of a sudden it's fine that they do stuff. But if it's somebody that like has had opposing views and we want to destroy them like that doesn't, like if you have two people do the exact same thing, but one's Republican, one's Democrat, and then mm. you want to fucking cancel one side just because they're the opposing
1: viewpoint of you, view, we've completely lost the picture. Yeah. And that's kind of where it's at. That's like uh, when people say, like, I don't want to. I don't want to say. I don't want to say this because I don't want to rehash this for any for people. But basically, what you just said. When it's like somebody gets called out on something, you know, or accused of something, and it's just like awesome now go after the other people in your life that you know are similar thing and like in music like there's a ton of stuff where it's like okay like you went after him why don't you go after this person oh because you're friends with them yeah oh because you actually have a personal relationship with them interesting yeah so i mean it's i hate i hate uh i think you know i'm i'm all for you know people who need to be You know, things brought to light. I'm all for that. I'm all for people who, you know, you want to help change or you want to help bring change to their life in a positive way. Like people, there's people that need help for certain things. You know, Um, I'm actually we'll we'll talk when this is off when off of this. But like, there's a situation that I'm kind of finding myself in because of actions and all this stuff. Not my own, but someone else. But, um, Oh, what's his name? (laughs) <laughs> but uh you know it's just it and it's just it just uh just sucks but I think um I don't know I thought it was I thought it was an interesting question because I think just even for myself I think I'm just so tired of like the idea of what torture torture culture <laughs> We're all tired the, of it okay. the idea of uh of cancel cancel culture and what it is and what it's done to people and then how we just we really, we're starting to realize like the whole, brat, the whole uh, Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing, you know. Like, I'm not, I'm not a fan of Johnny Depp. I'm a huge fan of Amber, of Amber Heard, but even for me, <laughs> it was just like, well, damn, that sucks. Like, and uh, and it's like, okay, so are all these people who just shit on, you know joined up. Are they, are they taking it to social media and apologizing to him? Yeah. Are they, how's that foot taste? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, and of course not, of course not people. Yeah. I think the,
0: the overall like sentiment ends up being that like most of these movements that we have, the me too movement, BLM, um, the, you know, cancel culture, all these, like everything that, that has, in the past few years made it to like a, a global scale where everybody knows about these movements, right? Mm -hmm. They all start in a place of good. Yes. They all start in a place of, um, of, you know, fighting for something that people truly believe and truly feel strongly about. They start with good intentions
1: Yeah,
0: and the problem with, basically us as a society us as a people is that then you have the people that come in and try to twist the agendas. Then you have people that come in to try and make, you know, make it spin it so that it benefits them in a way. Then you have the people that come in and that go like, for example, the me too movement. Oh, we're exposing people in Hollywood Now I'm going to expose people that I just had a bad date on, or now I'm just going to expose somebody I didn't have a good time with, Uh, or, you know, things like that. And it just, you start to lose, like something that starts off as such a good intentioned thing starts to become something that is no longer a reflection of what it initially
1: started as, right? right? It becomes toxic
0: and yeah. And then it just, you know, um, and then it spirals. And, and like the, the biggest thing is I've, I've said this a ton of times as a society, as a society, we've lost the ability to agree to disagree. Yeah. Like we can sit in the same room. Like there's, you and I get along and we agree on most stuff, but there are things that like you and I have had opposing viewpoints on where we're just like, oh, okay. And then that's that. Like, there's no, like, if you don't fucking listen to what I'm saying and take my opinion, then don't ever fucking talk to me. You know, like my my
1: life continues the same. Yeah. Like like, regardless of, and, (laughs) and like, there's no,
0: like you're never, ever, 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 ever going to be in a world or in a society where somebody or where everybody in the room has the exact same belief system Mm -hmm. that you do. It's never going to happen. No, there's always going to be things that, based on personal experience based on life experience based on you know things that they've they've seen or heard or or been through people's opinions are their own there's a reason why everybody has their own opinion their own beliefs their own standings you can have similar beliefs you could have a lot that you agree on but the second that you start to to like push somebody away or like not hang out with them or not consider them a friend because they have a belief that's a little bit different than yours, that's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. Martin's one of my best friends in the world. We argue about shit all the time. (laughs) We fucking (laughs) fight about shit all the time. And then like we finish the fight and then we just go on talking about nonsense again. Yeah. Right? Same with Andrew. I talk so much shit to Andrew. He talks so much shit back Mm -hmm. to me. We fucking butt heads and then we're friends. Yeah. Like there's just, it's just one of those things where you can't have everybody be on the exact same page as you and how boring and yeah where's the fun in that yeah Like you want to you want to like you know, sometimes i just say shit, just knowing that it's going to piss somebody off because it's kind of fun yeah well yeah. dude
1: I, I i love hearing people's explanations for things you know what i mean regardless because 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 if one if they if they if if they're able to say something that i feel like oh i'm i'm totally okay changing my mind yeah like i'm totally okay having my mind changed about things like for sure, sure. When we talk about things, but um, you know, but it's like it's hard. But it's also I it, I found it it's like difficult to have a conversation with people when you can tell like they're getting like so like hurt by what you're saying. Yeah, and it's like, do you really feel this strongly about that? Like, I have I have opinions about a lot of things, but like I'm not willing to die on the hill for like 99 of them. You know what I mean? It's just like whatever. That's just like I think this. I see things this way. Yeah, there's things in my life that I kind of now do differently because of them sure but like i don't expect you to come with me on this journey or i don't expect you to like understand this because the way i did yeah like you know i don't i, I the easy thing is baseball with angels like i don't expect anyone to have the same kind of love that i have for the angels i went i was a fan through the 90s like yeah my, my, my you were there when no one else was yeah literally <laughs> yeah so when people are like why are you an angel fan I'm not a dodger fan it's like well i started off a dodger fan look closer Angels you
0: i will say this um i I saw my dad this weekend. He came by and brought me food, Mm. and he walks in wearing like the cleanest looking, brand new Dodgers hat. Mm. And I was like, "Fuck, (laughs) that hat looks good on you." Uh, He's like, (laughs) "I brought you one." (laughs) He's like, "He's like, remember when when you were a kid and I used to take you to Dodgers (laughs) games?"
1: Fuck. Dude. I remember as a family, we used to watch we watched the World Series, the 88 World Series Dodgers. I grew up on the Dodgers,
0: man. I grew up a Dodgers fan. Even when I lived in Atlanta, I would rock the LA hats. And It wasn't until I came back here that I was like immersed in the world of the Angels. Yeah,
1: it sucks. There's fucking sick-ass Dodger gear. LA hat. Who doesn't want to wear a fucking LA hat being on the West Coast? That's why the Angels made a California hat. <laughs> right? <laughs> Love that. It's still like my favorite Angel logo. But, but anyway, thank you, Adrian, for that. Um, yeah, that's on the show with uh, the official announcement. So
0: um, I think that we hinted a bunch of times on this sh- on this show, like, hey, this is some cool stuff planning. Oh, I'd be sick of torture culture. You know, like I think we did a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But officially, so we announced, um, NBR announced that they're going to be playing some shows. Up in the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. um, so it's a it's a nice little weekend warrior run on Mike's birthday, uh, a little bit after, right? A little bit after, yeah. um, but this is Mike's birthday party. Like he gets a sick ass birthday party this year. Um, so the shows were officially
1: announced, um, starting off in Spokane. Yeah, Spokane. So October seventh is in Spokane at the Big Dipper. Mm-hmm. Tickets are available, and then Saturday. Is uh, in Tacoma at the Alma. Yep. I don't know if tickets are up yet. I think they might be up. Actually, they might be up now. I'm not sure. I have to look. And then, uh, and then Sunday, uh, it's gonna end in Portland at the Mono Occulta. Yeah. I'm saying that correctly. But what makes the Sunday one special, and this whole actually the whole reason this tour is because Daniel Garrow, MBR, our guitar guitar player, um, he's moving out of Portland where he's been the last seven years, I think eight years, seven, eight years. And, uh, him and his wife and child are moving to Pennsylvania. Yeah. And so Daniel wanted to kind of have like a farewell. as he would. And, uh, and so we, we've been trying to figure this out, get these shows going, uh, shout out to Tron who did a lot of the booking. Um, it's funny. It's different. Like for us when we were like, like, okay, we're going to do these shows Pacific Northwest like what bands do we want to hit up? And I think all of us had the same thing. Cause we're, we're all of us were like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. Oh uh, no, they're not together anymore. Uh, Oh actually, you know what? No, actually that's, we don't even know that band anymore. Cause like half the members are gone.
0: So you can see how far down the list they went before they reached Torture Culture. To the
1: depths. <laughs> to the depths. Like well, alphabetical. Well, what's like, <laughs> like, what's kind of funny is one of those things where honestly didn't even. It's like, you know, in all fairness, they're still a very new band. Very, very new. Yeah. And yeah. It's just like, and and when I when I go, I do. It's hard not to. When I go into MBR mode, I go back to ten years ago. To like <laughs> six years ago. I go back to. Go back to 2015. Like how's Creative Boy gonna play? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so like I time warp in that time, and I think about those bands that we're currently like doing stuff. You know, it's like freaking. It's handguns and stuff. Like what's you know. Um, and so uh, but then then we're just like, dude, we should. have torture culture play this shit. So we asked torture culture, and they had to they had to pray about it.
0: We did. We prayed long and hard about it.
1: About it. But um, yeah, so we're excited, man. It's gonna be torture culture um clay city who i didn't know up in uh, uh, anything before this i know uh tron, tron knew him and i think daniel knew him okay and so they're all they're gonna be opening opening the show and then uh our buddies in no home which is exciting because we've known i mean i've known craig the singer for no home since uh we met him in coos bay that's where he lived and um he's just always been uh He's like, and I've met, I've I've said this on the podcast before because I felt I had to like, we actually text each other and I was like, dude, I'm really sorry for shitting on your old (laughs) bandmates and stuff. He's like, no, it's cool, man. You're being honest. (laughs) That's right. We did talk about that. that. Yeah. 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 You know, and I don't mean to like shit on them. Like they're all awesome dudes, but it just, you know, it's what it was. Like he was always the standout of his band. Yeah. And I always felt like he just needed to be, you know, he just needed to be. With more like-minded people. Yeah. And, um, you know i you know i'm just you know i don't i don't think i'm being biased i i think he's an incredible vocalist like i think he has really good range with his scream and his, vocal, his singing his cleans and uh, and i feel like he's always had that he yeah. just didn't have the right pieces around him you know or like the style wasn't there and so um but anyway no home is fucking sick i will say this um since this is a show about mental
0: health uh i had a so I'd been joking, we'd been joking about like, oh, yeah, throw a torch control on there. Like we'll fucking, yeah, we'll play this shit. Right. And then when it was like an official thing, like I've, we've known about this now for like what? A couple months. Oh
1: yeah.
0: Um, <clears throat> but then it wasn't until like the lineup was like solidified and I started listening to the other bands and I had a, I had a moment, I felt like a kid again, like, mm-hmm. like starting to play shows again where I was like, oh fuck, like yo, these bands rip. Like all these bands, are, <laughs> like they sound pretty fucking good. Like they're, you know, even clay city they're they sound heavy they as sound, shit. Yeah. Um, no home sounds fucking awesome. <clears throat> and then I was just like, Oh man, we're in the oddball band. <laughs> 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 we're, we're a straight up hardcore band. We're not like, there's, we don't have like heavy breakdowns. We don't have like, you know, and I started to feel myself getting like in my own head about things. And I was like, kids don't know the songs people don't know like what the fuck are we doing what are we doing what are all we doing right, yeah hey, drop that freaking ep so the ep uh so then that that was like the, kind of like the all right the ep so the ep is coming out at the end of august mm-hmm. um with it being the intention of i want it out as long as possible so people can learn the songs yeah. and at least know some of the songs and know who we are before we go up yeah. there right um when like like a year ago when we went up a little more than a year ago, I guess at this point when we went up to play Northern Alliance. We had zero music out. Um, we weren't playing at home. We we rushed to get Burn and Caged out. Yeah. And <clears throat> since then, on the EP, Burn and Caged are on the EP, but they sound,
1: they feel different. They seem feel different.
0: They sound different. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So I think uh, I like I got in my own head, but then I was like. Fuck it like we're gonna be hanging out with friends yeah, like it's be gonna fun, be a good time man. you know we're taking the feels on wheels so uh if you're in the pacific northwest and you want your first glance at the feels on wheels we'll be there <laughs> um and uh yeah it's so it's it's exciting um but as far as torch culture stuff goes august 30th uh we are dropping it, the record's gonna be digital spotify itunes all this shit um <clears throat> we're also setting up a new merch store where we've got some hats um they're sick yeah two hats uh like two brand new shirts and then plus we've still got the bird shirt that's going to be up there um all going to be in the online store and i think we're going to work it out where um if you buy some merch we're just going to give you a free copy like a digital copy of the record because we're not physically pressing this ep Mm. so um yeah, it's going to be, like, out there, and then that's it. It's out there. Like, we've already started, like, planning on, we're working on new music. Like, we've got two songs we're working on. I was like, hey, let's write, like, at least one heavy-ass song, like, new song that we can play when we're up north so that we have some breakdowns.
1: Dude, but you say, you say <laughs> uh, but you, have, you guys have such cooler, like, mosh, side-to-side stuff. Dude. Like We do have some,
0: like, fun, like, hardcore stuff. Yeah, really hardcore it's, stuff, fun. Stuff. it's fun. It's fun. I mean, you know, I hope I hope people like it. I hope people fuck with it. I do. I think, I think um, they will and uh yeah mike's on mike's on one of the songs and that song's really fun i say my first swear word first swear word on a recorded record <laughs> for mike perez you uh, got that in the bag
1: i've even had like because i've never i don't i've never i've never cared enough like there's been moments where mvr songs have almost had swear words but i just felt like why why you know i don't think uh i always felt like for me personally for myself i don't think this for every other artist or band or whatever for myself, I felt like they were filler for Ambier. Yeah, and so um, and it also makes it more fun when you say it live. Yeah, or like you, you know. But um, anyway, so yeah, our our <clears> song <throat> is cool. I think the it was it was fitting when you told me about what it was, and you're like, yeah, you know, you write you can write your part, and which for me right away I'm like, fuck, I, I I'm more I'm more. I like when people have a thing for me already. Yeah. Rip off that. And then they, if they give me freedom, like, Hey, you can change what you want, but this is what it is. I prefer that, especially cause it's like, I don't have time to sit down and write. But then when Mike told me what the song was about, it was, I was like, Oh, well fuck, I can write that.
0: So I, I which we can talk about yeah, the, the song is about like walking away from music. Um, and then like, like knowing that, like, Well, the the first lyric in the song is "I walked away," and in that moment, I knew I was doing the right thing for me. Yeah, right for me. Um, so, it, for me, it was just about like I'm walking away because I I need to figure out figure myself out and figure out you know what's going on and um, and then it also ties into like. I spent so long away, like, yeah, I did like the side project. I had the the Mikey diamond shit, you know? Um, but it wasn't the same as, as playing in a hardcore band. It wasn't the same as playing like heavy music. Mm. And, but then just going through and just thinking like, ah, oh, those days are behind me. And then when I came back to it and I had that first, like, like when I finished lyrics for the first song and, and started like, like jamming and I was like, Oh, I'm. Oh, this was missing. Yeah. Like I missed this. Mm-hmm. I, like, and and then that's like kind of what we talked about. Like going back to shows. Like even beatdown shows. Like even just like little local like rowdy like small mm-hmm. tiny venue shows. It's like this is like I miss this. Like, yeah. I miss this a lot. Um, so that's pretty much what that, that song is about. So it that was fun. A- I want to do a music video for that song. We should. I'm down. We should. We'll wait until we finish losing weight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we'll do a live video up in uh, over the Pacific Northwest run. Fucking do that, dude. dude. you will have
1: three nights of footage, dude. Hey, no way. You want to come to the shows? I'll just uh, <clears throat> I'll just wear the same shirt when I come out.
0: We just <laughs> all like way. rotate rotate shirts. Some walking blind merch.
1: Dude. Oh, dude! Yeah, never <laughs> mind. Oh, we gotta do that. That was kind of our plan. We gotta, we gotta do that.
0: Yeah, we're gonna get a couple. Uh, so we've got some. We're, we got some merch that we're uh, in the process of putting together, and um, hopefully, by the time October rolls around, because we just spent a lot of money on a lot of stuff. Uh, but by the time October rolls around, we'll have some merch, um, not only for you guys, but that, that we're gonna rep too for the show.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna rock that shit. Rock the show. fuck out of it. It's fun. It's like it's been fun. haha, To like when i'm with doing mbr things to wear burner state stuff because i wore i wore my burner state t-shirt on stage when mbr came back and then you wore your no bragging rights yeah and i wore no bragging rights shirts on a burner (laughs) state show because people give me shit i'm just like dude i'm in what fucking michael from burner state yeah that's another funny thing they put me as michael on shit i like i like that i think it's funny (laughs) but um yeah it's me it's me exciting uh if you plan on flying up? Let us know. And
0: that's it. <clears throat> that being said, uh, let's get out of here. Let's uh, let's get some food. Mm-hmm. Um, we love you guys once again. Like, follow, subscribe. Tell your friends about us. Um, next week we're going to do a, uh, a old school questions episode. So um, we'll be doing the live stream beforehand, collecting some questions. If you guys have community topics, um, let's talk about them. You know, because we keep a list going of everything that gets submitted. So it should be sick. Yeah. And uh, we will see you guys soon. Once again, if you want, normalize checking
1: in on your homies. Yeah, let's end with that. I was going to say, you can support the show by going to our...
0: You can also support the show <laughs> by clicking our OnlyFans link. And it'll take you to the support page. Yes, But also, normalize checking in on your homies. Absolutely. <laughs> Love you guys. Peace.